Happy Sunday, everybody. Surprise. Welcome to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. You can find me at Dan Urban MMA. You can follow the podcast at Couchside Judges. And you can subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else that you listen. And if you're able to rate us, please give us a five-star review. And we're going to talk about judging in MMA, so you should learn the criteria, which can be found at abcboxing.com. So yeah, this is uh, this is quite a surprise. Uh, you know, we weren't planning to do this, Dan and I. Uh, we have obviously released our first Sunday episode of the Couchside Judges. We were able to turn this around rather quickly, uh, and it kind of came out of necessity, right? Because I'm waking up in the morning and I got to get my COVID shot. Scott's joining the club. We don't That's know right. what kind getting... of side effects he may have later. He may not be feeling too great. I know I wasn't. I I hope I'll be fine. I didn't have the virus like you did earlier but i also have been um very diligent about using proper protocols and measures and i you know i've basically been kind of a hermit for a little while and, and yes probably i mean I would, that, that's probably too far i'm not a hermit i you know we've done things <laughs> but not really much <laughs> so happy that scott's getting vaccinated we really didn't have much to talk about, so it was kind of an easy turnaround for this show. Yeah, yeah. So Saturday's event, of course, uh, with with uh, Leon Edwards taking on Bilal Muhammad. The the whole event, a lot of finishes, right? It was it was a good. It was event a fun in event terms of that for the most part. I had a lot of fun watching most of these fights. Uh, I actually couldn't pay attention to uh, a ton of them watching live because I had a particularly busy uh, night with my other responsibilities with work, uh, my primary responsibilities with work, and. I was uh, I was kind of playing a little bit of catch up with certain things, but I made sure because, yeah, we, we really only had three split rounds among the judges. I just went and watched them real quick before we uh, we put on this show. So I think, you know, we'll, we'll save those rounds for later. But first, we have to talk about the fact that there were two fights that ended in no contest because of fouls Two, two. different fouls for yeah, two weeks in a row. Uh, but it's different. Foul- like, that, yeah. this is, it's, it's the two. That you're almost always going to see happen when a fight ends. Uh, you know, a knee, an illegal knee, and uh, an illegal eye poke. Which there are no legal eye pokes. No, there's no legal eye pokes. <laughs> Let's start with the eye poke because that was in the headliner. Ruined what I think was become was turning out to be an actually a really impressive performance from Leon Edwards coming back. Leon was looking off really, a layoff. Yeah, Leon was looking really strong. It's kind of unfortunate it had to end this way. I think it, I don't think it was turning. I don't think the tide was turning for Muhammad at all. Really, like, I mean, I, you never know what can right, happen. Of for course, sure. we're we're in round two. Uh, the fight was stopped at uh, when did Herb Dean call it? What what the time was? Eighteen seconds into round two, so we really only got just a hair over a round in. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that first round, Edwards looked terrific, and you know, I, I think he proved a lot to me, just just in terms of where he's at skill wise. Uh, if, if he, you know, could Muhammad have come back and won? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Of, of course. But, but the fight ended and, and realistically, this wasn't a fight that people sat around and said, Hey, we should book, uh, Edwards and Muhammad. It was more like, man, what do we do? Edwards got nobody to fight. No one wants to fight him. Uh, anybody. Yeah. And Muhammad stepped up and credit to him, you know, this yeah, was a big opportunity. Sure. I, you know, he was very excited about it when I spoke to him on Tuesday. Uh, it just didn't work out, unfortunately. And first for me. Before we even get into the nature of the foul, I just want to say I hope his eye is okay. Yeah, that was nasty. That's that's where my first thought goes when I see these eye pokes. Like everyone's like, oh, you know, let's see the foul and everything. When you see a fighter whose 
essentially whimpering and crying in the cage because he got poked in the eye. I mean, how can you think about anything else other than like, man, I hope this guy can still see. Yeah, it, hopefully he his eye gets better. Same thing happened to DC. Said you know his eye his his eye healed. So hopefully Bilal's also healed. So yeah, the the uh, the expert whose opinion I got. Uh, was the wife of Dan Stupp, uh, the former MMA editor at The Athletic. His wife uh, is an eye doctor, and she believes, and I'm going to call it up real quick. Oh, you know, even better. We actually, uh, just a few minutes ago, Dan, Bilal Muhammad tweeted, uh, unfortunately, of course, uh, but he says, uh, the vision is coming back and no permanent damage to the eye. Well, that's great to hear that. Wow. That is quite a relief. His eye looks disgusting. It, it was getting uh, bad. In, in he's going to come so. back. You know, it makes him it makes me feel a lot better because you just you know want anyone's career or heck their just ability to you know live a normal life be affected by losing an eye or something anything like that. For sure, we had Bisping on commentary tonight. Yeah, anytime Bisping's on the commentary, you know, and, and an eye poke happens, I'm like, well, we have someone who knows yeah. full well the impact of a bad eye poke. Yeah, he's definitely the expert on that as far as taking one. He didn't really give that much expert analysis, though. He kind of yeah. keeps it to himself. He, he definitely, yeah, he does. <laughs> oh, it's lame. For for someone who's <laughs> supposed to give their analysis, it's like, I mean, Bisping, dude, this is your area. Yeah, this yeah, this is Stop your area. Stop talking about the criteria and what the judges are looking for. <laughs> oh, yeah, they love what a high head kick looks like. It just looks good for the judges. That's a terrible accent. Oh. I'm sorry to all of the British <laughs> listeners that we have. <laughs> that is horrible. Many apologies. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, bad eye poke really, and unfortunate. I I don't think I don't think you run it back. No, um, I, I don't need it. it. I mean, look, if they did it, fine. But like, that's not what I think Edwards needs. I mean, right? Look, yeah. Is he gonna get a title shot after this? Probably not. Doubtful. This is, this is a weird type of finish that you know Dana White doesn't typically reward. The only way I'd see him getting the next title shot is if Colby Covington and and Jorge Masvidal put up too much of a uh, a fight in terms of negotiations to fight Usman, and then they're like, "Well, we can always give it to Leon," and then they yeah. call the bluff and they give it to Leon, which <laughs> would be fine. I I have no problem with that either. So there's a lot, <laughs> there's a wide range of things you can do with Edwards at this point. But he, I I just thought he looked great. I mean, the one thing you can take away is that he did look great. Yeah, he looked really good. So, mm-hmm. but what do they do about the, this these stupid eye pokes, Dan? I mean, we complained about it back when uh, DC had his retirement fight. Uh, and when he lost the title fight to Stipe Miocic, who's in action in two weeks, uh, I, I said it then. I, I think they need to do something about the gloves. I know you don't think there's much they can do, but it's, 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 it's just where I stand. Sport's very young, so I'm not against them trying to improve the equip- in- equipment. I just think it's the fighter's responsibility to keep their hands closed. Yes, it is. But this is a unique situation, though, Dan. This is a very different type of eye poke than what we've had. In some of the other fights where it's, you know, someone's extending the fingers where they're trying to strike. This was while he was throwing a head kick, right? He was, he, he in his post-fight interview, he said, I was throwing cross kick. So he's, he's southpaw, so his cross comes from the left-hand side. But why is he throwing that cross with an open fist? Why isn't his fist closed? So that, my argument, it's on him to have a closed fist there. I mean, the, the foul is definitely on him. I, I wouldn't dispute that. But yeah, I mean, and, and look, yeah, you, you probably should be having their your hand closed but no one does they, this is just not what they do so i feel like you need equipment that's going to help make it a little easier they no one trains 
with these gloves on. They train with well, boxing gloves, and it's for mad. the most part. Yeah, but they do have MMA for glo- the most part. They have MMA gloves sparring. Uh, no, I and I understand but, that, but like, I just I think you get my gist. Yeah, the thing is, I don't I don't want to sacrifice one part of the game for another part of the game because if the if the gloves get any bigger or any any bulkier, you know, grappling is going to get tougher. And you look I feel at, like even you, the gloves in some other promotions aren't as bad. Like the Pride glove seemed better. You could, you, I mean, you could probably use a different glove that maybe kind of curves the fingers down a bit more, make That's it harder all I to want. Even a little bit makes a big difference. The thing is, you know, college wrestlers, Olympic wrestlers, they're pulling at the pr- opponent's face the whole time. You really don't see eye pokes in that. It's a different thing. Though. I know, I know, it's different. It's just, I, I think because it, because they're not. The the intent isn't to punch them because that's <laughs> illegal. I know, but nobody's punching with their fingers open. That that's what makes it weird. This this one in particular. He said he's throwing a cross, and why is his hand open? I know that's I'll really let... the tough one. But I mean, there I... there are certainly ways that they can improve it on the training end. I'm sure, but like realistically, the equipment it just sucks. It's not up to snuff. I'm sorry. Protect the eyes. That's what I want. Protect the eyes. Yeah. Like, if someone gets kicked down below, it's gonna hurt. And it can hurt real bad. You can get some real nasty low kicks down there, right? But yeah. it is what it is. You someone, you take a really bad knee, like we had from Aljamain Sterling last week, like we had in uh, the other fight that we're about to talk about, and we'll say for just a minute, that happens. This is part of the game. The eye pokes are not part of the game. Poking in the um, eye is not part of the game. I want it eliminated. I, I don't think it's that crazy a request to say, can we just figure it out? We put stuff on Mars. <laughs> Just last month, or was it even this month? I don't even know. It, everything around this time is the same. Yeah, month, I mean, I mean we, we, we can yeah. probably argue. Why can't this, we figure this out? We can argue this till the death, and I'm really not going to come off my stance. It definitely doesn't sound like you're coming off yours. No, no, I, I'm going to die on this. I, I think it's an occupational hazard, and I think it's always going to be part. I mean, maybe you can limit it a little bit. It's always going to be part. I, so I wouldn't debate that. No, and, it's going to be there, but like you can limit how often it happens. It happens all the time. I was trying to think really about this how many... bad, but it does happen yeah. way too much. Like I bet you, if you tracked how often fights were stopped by eye pokes, it. I mean, it certainly wouldn't overtake, uh, you know, cup shots. Not but... low blows. No, no way. Yeah, no, you, nothing does. <laughs> that's that's very much part of the game. And I, that one, whatever. I, I'm gonna. We're just. We'll just accept that. But this one, we can mitigate this. I, I know we can. We just got to find someone smart enough. Some some engineer who's sitting at home. Hopefully they have a you know a lot of interest in judging and they're listening to this yeah. show. I task you fix the gloves, save these fighters' eyes. Supposedly Trevor Whitman is is working on that, so I, I trust him. Do it, Trevor. So get on it. But we also had another foul tonight. Yay! Two fouls, two <laughs> no contests, two. Ah ah ah. Eric Anders and Darren Stewart was a no contest, which could have easily been just a TKO win for Anders. Uh, I wouldn't have had a problem if that fight got stopped, but Stewart kept fighting and Herb Dean let it go. And then yeah, I, I wish the fight actually had gotten stopped earlier. I mean, I'm not, I wasn't sitting there like, come on, Herb, stop it. I, I wasn't getting on him, but like, I was also watching this and I'm like, this could end. This is fine. Yeah, no one would, yeah, no one would have debated it or called that early. And that was my real time so, reaction, too. So, I mean, but then fight did continue and he landed an illegal knee. Yeah, I mean, it no was a blatantly yeah. illegal knee. I mean, it's not like he was trying to commit a foul. Uh, my my first reaction was obviously he didn't watch the fights last week. <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> uh, it's like, man, we've been talking literally ad nauseum for a week about was you know don't hit the fighter with their knee down and what does he do? He, it's a fighter with the knee down. Come on, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
but they they ruled this unintentional. I believe so, he's a former football player. It could be a 15 uh 15 yard personal foul, right? Yeah, get that a 15 yard. Yeah. Uh I, I on the broadcast they did say Mark Ratner said that because it didn't go two rounds and because it was ruled unintentional the combination of both make it a no contest and not a DQ. Okay. That's the reasoning we were given on on the air. Uh we have not confirmed that. Yeah, I something about that doesn't sound right, but you know, I we we uh hopefully have some very uh educated and informed listeners who could correct us on this one and let us know the exact protocol for this situation. Was it handled correctly? Was it not? Uh you know, in the immediate aftermath, neither of us had the chance to really dig into this one. So, um but I mean, yeah, my my takeaway really is just the fact that it's like, come on, control your weapons, guy. Yeah, control your weapons. That's all you got to do. And, and realistically, he was on his way to win too. He really um, was. I thought I thought he looked good. He, I mean, he was he was looking. He wasn't looking so good early. Stewart was having some good success, and then all of a sudden, he turned it around. Yeah, I mean, probably going. It was a good fight for how long it lasted. Yeah, he was he, he was hurt. He was hurt bad. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I you know I I don't think we need to beat this one too much into the ground because we talked about it last week. Maybe we'll do it again next week. Maybe someone else will do yeah, let's it. Let's see what Yay. happens next week. <laughs> fouls are plenty. I, I don't want to talk about fouls anymore, Dan. We're, we're moving on. We're talking about we're talking about judging on this show, man. This is a judging show. So let's, let's get into to it. Tested rounds. We didn't have too many, like we said, just three. Uh, two of which were in split decisions, right, Dan? Two split decisions. Which one you want to do first? Let's let's do uh, Nicolau over Cop. Ah, uh, Mateus Nicolau and uh, Manel Cap. Yeah. Or cape is it cape? Cape. Cap, I, I heard. I heard cop. I heard cape, and Cappy? I heard cap. Copy. I heard. I heard three prevent uh, pronunciations today. So, well, I be- I'm going to go with cape. I, I, I thought that that was the right one that I'd heard uh, for a couple weeks ago. So I'll stick okay. with that. Right. Uh, but yeah. So, so Manel Cape coming down to round three because the the first two rounds were split. Right. It was a fun fight. Those first two rounds were good. It, yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, this was a this was another one of those fights. I actually didn't get to watch the whole thing of. Uh, you know, I had it on, I'm watching pieces here and there and I'm not scoring it when I watched it. Uh, I missed the entire third round. So when I watched it, it was with entirely fresh eyes. Um, and I didn't know which I actually didn't know which judges gave which rounds. So it doesn't really matter regardless. When you watched this fight, who did you think won this round and the fight? I scored it for cop 10, nine. Okay. I think for the first four minutes of the round, I think it's close, but clear for Nicolau. I thought, yeah, I, th- I think I think he's probably doing pretty well for. I think it may it might have tied up from like roughly tied up in my mind uh, by like a little past the midway point. Yeah, I, I had him landing clearly the better strikes, but he just wasn't pulling away enough. Cop kept hanging around, landing his own strikes. Like you said, it was it was very close. In that final thirty seconds, Cop lands a huge knee to the head, which I thought stunned Nicolau. That and, looked like good damage, and good then, immediate impact. And then he landed a solid one to the body, which I was like, "Oh, that hurt too." Mm-hmm. And I think those two strikes they they made the world of difference in a, in a close round. Oh, like for that. sure, yeah. And you got to weigh the immediate impact, right? Yeah the the effectiveness of that final thirty seconds and cop keeping it close throughout the rest of the round puts it over for me. Yeah, I I'm with you. I I saw this one as a as a cop uh, cop cape copy round. <laughs> uh yeah i i think uh i think dave hagan had the right of it at least in in my estimation is it crazy to go the other way is it crazy to give this to nickel out yes or no i don't think so i mean maybe they don't see those knees being as strong as we saw them or as strong as dave hagan saw maybe they are seeing it completely different also yeah i mean i'll say this 
Nikolai, like he really did look pretty good early on. He just, he was definitely, uh, I don't know if he was like, had him real hurt, but he was stinging cop, Kate yeah. copy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just covering the bases. Probably none of them are right. Um, yeah. So I, I get it. I, I understand why he would have built a bit of a lead and it's like, okay, well did, was the lead overtaken? I think is probably the real question in this round. And I think it's clear that he was from my seat at home. Mm-hmm. Is it the same from the chair? Maybe not. Yeah, perfectly said. But but uh, but I side with uh, I say with Dave Hagen. You side with Dave Hagen. The uh, the two judges that gave uh, this round to Nicolau and and thus the win uh, were Chris Lee and Brian Miner. Um, so Dan, we we sided with the the uh, the out judge here. What does that mean? Oh, couchside override. My couchside override. <laughs> <laughs> And I would just want to point out this. No, I've, I saw this word being thrown around. This was not a robbery by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. get your robbery talk out of there. Although I, w- it's probably is worth pointing out that I believe every judge who scored the round on MMA decisions gave this to Copcape Cappy. Copcape Cappy. All right, I like that name. It, does that mean <laughs> they know? No, but I feel pretty good about this one. Uh, Overture. This is one. This is one of the most for me. Again, from my seat at home, clear rounds for us to uh, couchside override. Okay, that we've had this year. Nice, I like that. But again, not a robbery. Get the get get your robberies elsewhere. Yeah, go somewhere else. Yeah, ain't no larceny happening here. The other split decision though was in uh, JJ Aldrich getting the twenty nine twenty eights uh, victory over Courtney Casey again. Round three, it came down to that with the split uh, split rounds before then. Who did you see winning this one? Uh, this was such a tough round. This was a tougher one. Absolutely. Much tougher. Uh, I ended up giving it to Casey. Okay, why? I thought she was just ever so slightly more effective. Her combos were landing strong and back at Aldrich up. Aldrich was landing some of her own good shots, you know, snapping the head back of Casey. I just thought Casey had the better of the exchanges just by such a slight margin. I'll say this. I didn't think it was quite as slight as you. I actually thought this was, and I'm not saying it was like, you know, such a clear round in the sense of, you know, the same way it was to the last fight we just talked about. But I think this one, I had a little bit of an easier time giving it to Casey. Okay. Cause I, I did. I, I just thought that when she was winning, I think she won more exchanges in which she seemed to do, you know, decent damage. Every time Casey seemed to be pulling ahead for me, Aldrich came back with some shots. I'm like, oh man, she's really keeping she this. Did, really close. Absolutely. So, she kept she kept it close. She definitely made it tough on the judges. So this is this is not one that I'm gonna uh get on any judge for, yeah. that's for sure. I didn't I didn't give much in terms of that takedown. I didn't think really anything effective came off of that. So I agree, I agree. It was it was not a I don't think it was a very high impact takedown. I don't think that there was much grappling dominance that came of it it didn't last very long and and yeah there was not really a whole lot of striking either from down there so yeah i I think it was it happened it's it's an event that happened how much how much more is that than like a decent jab yeah and that one really big exchange that casey has where she basically they basically go across the cage and aldrich is just eating a couple shots it's like right in front of rick winter who ended up being the judge who scored it for casey yeah, yeah, the one who saw it the same way as as we did uh, with Sal D'Amato and Mike Bell uh, being on the other side. Yeah, so he he may have seen that as, as more impactful. I don't know. It was right there in front of him. Yeah, but again, close round. Uh, it's I I don't I don't have a, a major issue with it. Yeah, this is just this was a super tough round. I thought, but 
because we sided with uh, the lone guy here, Give we it. have another couchside override. And then just one more round. This one I don't think we need to dwell on too much because this was a clear victory for Nazrat Hakbaras. Uh, but round one was split, and actually uh, two out of three judges gave this one to Rafa Garcia. Did you give it to Rafa yeah, Garcia? I gave it to Garcia also. Did okay. you? Yeah, I did do. Yeah, pretty much all stand up round. I think Garcia landed harder and cleaner. Hakparas definitely landed shots, but a lot of them were blocked and they didn't seem all that effective when they weren't to the body. I thought he landed good body shots. But uh Garcia did hurt Hakparas with that one right. So I went Garcia. Yeah, me too. I mostly for the same reasons. Uh you know, I did think it was actually a very close round. I really did. Um and I think the fact that Judges were split here with uh, Junichiro Camillo, Tony Weeks on the side of Garcia. Chris Lee was on the side of Hackparas. I think that reflects pretty well what happened in this round with it being close and and the edge going to Garcia. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all you need to say, right? That's it. And it didn't matter because Hackparas came back and 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 he had a very very nice round two and round three. Yeah, he he made sure he won that fight. He sure did, and that's it. You know, shout out to the judges who, you know, we should we should say really quickly, they they uh they got a few fights that they got they were all on the same page for all three rounds. Angela Hill over Ashley Yoder, 30-27s across the board. Jen Yu Fry over Gloria De Paula. It was uh round one and three unanimously for Jen Yu Fry in this one. And then we had a bunch of, you know, first round finishes. We had some, you know, a second round finish with Ronnie Yaya. Ronnie Yaya. David Grant got the second round finish. You know, we it was it was a good night of finishes. Leon Edwards, we we mentioned what happened. <laughs> uh, he won the first round uh, of that one. Great night from the judges, I think, in general. Like anytime you only have a couple rounds for us to talk about, I think that's you know either either you're doing the job right or the fights were very exciting and made your job easier. And I think everybody wins both ways, right? Yeah, and this good night all around, except for the fouls. Yes, one hundred percent. Uh, and, and again, I'm glad to hear that Bilal Muhammad is, I is doing much better. Definitely. But about those finishes, which one of the six was your favorite? Was, uh, I'm going to, I'm channeling my, uh, my inner Nostradamus. It's going to be of the six finishes. The one that was a submission. Yes. Yes. What? Nailed it. I don't know how you were really good at that, but it's not for the reason because it was anything spectacular. It was Ronnie Yaya fights one way. And that's to drown you on the ground and submit you. It's he, like literally the only thing you need to prepare for with him. He he's never he is never going to knock you out. It's just not going to happen. You know this isn't trying to be cruel to the guy, but this is just not what he does. It's not what he's really capable of doing against his fellow 135 pounders in the UFC. So when you know it's coming and you still can't stop it, I agree. It's impressive. Yeah, very stuck to the game plan and executed it perfect. So that's my pick. Mm-hmm. What's your pick? Uh, well. I had my pick of a, a couple of first round finishes, uh, a couple of finishes that ended inside of 30 seconds. And I went with the quickest of them, which was Matthew Semmelsberger. He just starched Jason Witt in 16 seconds to start off the night. It really set the tone for what for a long time was looking like a fantastic event. Yeah, he set it up. And, and of it, course, it ended weird. And, and a lot of fighters pointed out, even on even on the broadcast, that Witt was throwing these leg kicks, but he wasn't setting them up. So he just took a you know straight right down the pipe from Samuelsburg. Just one straight flattened. punch down there, boom, over. And uh, and it, it was over quick. And then you got Chris Tognoni runs in. He's going no 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 no. I thought that was great. <laughs> stop stop. It's like no, leave him alone. 
<laughs> good stoppage from Tonioni. And we should probably mention Dan Ige because that was awesome too. Oh heck yeah, Dan that, Ige in uh, twenty seconds he got that one done. Just, yeah, that I think that was the only punch thrown of the fight. He wasted uh, twenty two seconds actually. He wasted a lot more time honestly getting that finish than Semmelsberger. <laughs> Yeah, just wasted his time. It just it's just so such a drag sitting there waiting for something to happen for twenty seconds and all of a sudden it's over. Yeah, it was gonna be a big night of bonuses. Lots of lots of competition out there. I was a little disappointed. Someone uh someone pointed out on Twitter that it should have been uh an extra fifty thousand bonus for performance of the night because a few weeks back they'd only given out three fifty Ks. Ah. So this would have been a good night to give out one more and they just didn't do that, so that's a little disappointing. Who did get the bonuses tonight? Uh, it was Ryan Spann, okay, Danny Gay, Davy Grant, and uh, Semi the Jedi. Semi the Jedi. Jedi. I like that name. So there was none for Charles Rodin, and that was a good fight too. That was a fun fight. Uh, yeah. It's unfortunate he he didn't get one. It's almost like the the it's almost like the rule is like you have to finish it early. If you just finish it late, it like doesn't matter unless it was like an epic comeback. Listen, just, I mean, I don't like that. Listen, that's how it was in the video game. You were not yeah, the winning. Video game is terrible. You were not Damn. winning KO of the year or KO of the night if you didn't do it in the first minute. You got to remember that. Damn, we're a judging show, and I don't even want to go off on the tangent of how uh. messed up the judging appears <laughs> to be in the UFC video games. Oh, my God. I have no idea what I'm supposed to do to win a fight. I've I've done the more damage. I've done the more grappling. I've done it every single way, and I still lose rounds, and I don't understand it. Maybe it's just random. Do you know? Uh, it, it, did the, you ever the get AI fight of the night? Work. I, don't, I don't need to go into it too deep with that one. I never got fight of the night in that game. I don't know if I ever got fight of the night either. I don't even know how you would get it. I don't know. I don't play that game. I'm, I'm in the middle of uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla right now. I'm, I'm, I'm touring England and trying to make all sorts of uh, alliances. Are you a Viking? Uh, with... Yeah. I think I'm going to play that tonight. You should. Just prepare for like 10,000 hours. Okay. Super long game. Hey, before we go, and obviously we're super off topic here, real quick. I tasked you with watching a movie recently, so why don't we go back to our movie judgment real yeah, quick? Yeah, right, let's do that. It's it's a it's a fight related movie in in a sense. Uh, Foxcatcher. Yeah, that was. Uh, I I didn't know this. I knew that the story was messed up. I didn't know the details of it. You knew you knew nothing about Mark Schultz. You knew nothing about the Schultzes. You knew nothing about uh, Dupont. Well, I knew I knew it was about USA Wrestling. Right. But you didn't know anything about these individuals and what happened with them. No, but I, I knew it was messed up. Okay. Um, really interesting movie. Made me feel uncomfortable. I thought Channing Tatum played Mark Schultz and made him out to be kind of a bit off socially. And then once Steve Carell comes in, you're like, oh my God, this guy is completely 100% you know, normal. And not not DuPont. Not no, Steve not, Carell's no, character. No, no. Mark Schultz. Is, right. is who Channing Tatum's playing and because Steve Carell was just you just knew something was wrong with this and I ended up predicting the ending which is a true story so in Dave Schultz is the brother of Mark Schultz he ends up getting murdered by John DuPont Steve Carell's character and I, I, I was like this is totally gonna happen that, that's the way this is going and then after I watched that I saw they did a 30 for 30 on the story so I said all right let me go watch the 30 for 30 see how much and I haven't it, watched that so I'm curious what your thoughts to are. see how accurate you know, the story was, and the movie focused on Mark Schultz, but really the whole thing was about Dave Schultz. Mark Schultz was only at Foxcatcher for 87 to 88. Once right after the Olympics, he left this, the shooting didn't happen until 1996. So it was kind of weird that they focused around Mark Schultz. 
in the movie. Well, I think he he's the one you're you're watching the movie through. You're watching okay. this development. He he's he's the audience uh surrogate. Okay. You know, I is did what I what I would describe that as. I also caught an error. They're watching UFC one or two in nineteen eighty seven. I was like, well, that didn't happen in nineteen eighty seven. Um but I caught I, I caught that error. And uh Mark Schultz has a TKO victory by Dr. Stoppage from a cut in the UFC. Yes. So I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. He's uh he is a UFC veteran. But what did you th- I, I I gotta give it a rating, right? Yeah, yeah what's your yeah, rating? Thought, uh give a score. I think a solid ten nine. Okay. Yeah. I didn't love it. I, I I don't know if it was just because it's so strange. It is. Oh, man. It, w- it made me feel but, uncomfortable. Yeah, well, it, and it did its job by doing yeah. that, of course. Uh, but does that make it necessarily an enjoyable experience? No. But you recognize that you it was a good movie, right? Right, you, yeah. Like, you thought you were interested enough. It had you. Oh, it had my attention, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you know, one thing I, that actually, this was kind of a recent development from just about a month ago regarding Mark Schultz on Twitter. Again, just about a month ago, here's a tweet from him. It's kind of relevant to our conversation. Many believe I lost the 1988 Olympics due to injury. It's even in my bio at the Hall of Fame. It's not true. I intentionally threw the match because during the tournament, it occurred to me giving DuPont the status and prestige of, quote, producing an Olympic champion, end quote, was immoral. Yeah, you know what? You could see they they portrayed that well in the movie because you can tell he was turning on him and like, I don't want to be around this guy anymore. Mm-hmm. And you can you can see that if you watch the thirty for thirty, it's a short one. It's it's one of the it's like fifty minutes. Uh, okay. A lot of the teammates from Foxcatcher point that out. That Mark really he was done. He he wanted nothing to do with him. Well, can you blame him? <laughs> given what yeah, happened, no, for sure not. And and of course after too, but yeah, terrible story. Terrible story. It's a shame. Really is a shame. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Couchside Judges. We'll be back again on Friday. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, getting the episode a day early. Everybody have a, have a nice weekend. Don't forget to change your clocks if you haven't already. Yeah, push them forward. Thanks for listening. Take care, everybody. <laughs>